0: Welcome to the Lost Geeks Podcast. I'm JT.
1: And I'm Gordoff the Dwarf. We gather here today to mourn the death of the great dwarf Rufus. Rufus was a noble dwarf from the city of Anvilla. Rufus loved nature and fought to his last to preserve it. He saved the young children of the McLuck family in Luxburg and spared them a torturous fate. He vanquished the Hundar leader, Unba, and helped make sure the citizens' lives were spared. He helped clear the stench of undeath that had long hung over the haunted lighthouse and freed the souls held captive there. He saved the beautiful Merlin princess, Adrina, from being kidnapped. His last breath, he held the death knight at bay and allowed his friends to escape with their lives. Huzzah to the great dwarf Rufus! Huzzah! Huzzah! Yes, so this week, player death, tough Sad topic, stuff. <laughs> and yeah. we actually bumped this forward in our podcast lineup. I think we had planned on doing this eventually, but it wasn't going to be so soon. Unfortunately, yeah. we had our first player death in my campaign, and I thought it might be good to talk talk about it while we it was fresh in our fresh in our heads. Yeah. So
0: definitely.
1: yeah i I think we should go through kind of what had happened, what happened first, and then we can kind of talk about it from a DM perspective and a player's perspective. So, so you guys, we had done kind of a Halloween special, and what had happened is we had kind of joined our campaigns together, and both groups were trying to help a Mordecai out who is. Uh, we don't have to get too much into him. He, we, we don't want to spoil too much, but uh, he's kind of a cat that one of the group owed a favor to, and the other group, my group, was helping him out to kind of get a nice reward out of it. And the group, my group, their goal was to buy time. So depending on how the first group did, the second group had to hold this position for a longer time and provide a distraction. I would say the first group did not do extremely well I, I don't know i it seemed like it took a long time and we lost quite a few people and some of them were fairly badly injured in the first part yeah it it was
2: everything would have been okay as long as one person survived so I, i'm happy to say at least two of two or three of you made it yes to the end. I, I
1: think three of us did and in my half, there there was not any guarantee the players would survive. There, So, and this is going to come into play later, the players had asked me, is there any such deal here? And I said, no, but I will say if someone does die, as long as you're able to get them back through the gate, morakai would most likely bring them back to life. So I did note before the encounter started that death was a possibility, but as long as... They were brought back through the gate. They would be able to be brought back to life. So you didn't want to get left in this. And they were in the realm of one of our evil divinities. And dying there is really bad because your soul becomes trapped there. And unfortunately, Rufus was a paladin. And dying there, it's not good to die there anyway. But for him, Mm -hmm. it's especially bad. So the group actually had done really, really well. I had set up the encounter where you guys were going to be defending against a horde of zombies coming at you. And then there was various other elements that I had thrown in. The group was actually doing extremely, extremely well defending against the zombies. And in fact, it was, I was actually impressed with how well it went. But as time went on, there was a couple other interesting components to the attack. I had some char- some characters that would come in and try to grab characters and carry them off and if they got carried off into the horde of zombies it was that was where it was going to get kind of difficult to get them out and eventually what happened is a death knight came in and the death this group was not able to fight this death knight it, it was never meant to be something that they could beat they were just supposed to buy time of course so yeah, they had i think
2: a- my I think my character could only really hit this thing with a 19 or a nat 20, so yeah. <laughs>
1: scale of difficulty very high. And our campaign is largely homebrew, but that is more to balance out the damage and the health pool. But we, I had given him the same set of spells and attacks that a Death Knight had. It was from the book with some tweaking to kind of make it fair for our campaign so the death knight was pretty powerful he wasn't going to one-shot anybody in the group or anything like that it wasn't just like a death sentence to fight him but i don't think you guys it would have been pretty it would have been near impossible to beat him <laughs> i just i mean, it wouldn't have happened but it, it was never designed for you guys to beat it was designed yeah. to be something you bought time to. so he, he got some out. good licks on him though yeah yeah you did actually there was a couple of really cool moments that he was not very the death knight was not very happy about He's also difficult because the Death Knights have a parry ability, so even if one person does manage to hit him, he can use his reaction to just negate the melee hit.
2: Much to the grain of Ryder.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was actually, he called me out on that, and he was actually correct, and I'm always happy to admit my mistakes, but the parry, he said, I was like, oh, actually, you know, you are right, it is only uh, melee attacks, so he was able to actually shoot him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ryder is our gunslinger, if you are just now tuning in, but yeah, Ryder did manage to hit him with a shot the Death Knight was not very happy. but So the Death Knight, when he came out, actually had given the group an ultimatum. The group's warlock, he offered if they he would leave him to his fate, that he would basically let the group go and call off all the zombies. And this was kind of an interesting thing because the person who was playing the warlock had actually had to leave early. <laughs> he was feeling really <laughs> tired. I didn't think the group would just hand him over, but I wasn't really sure, but I figured whether he was mm-hmm. there or not, he wouldn't really be able to stop the other players handing him over. So it would have, I know he would not have been very happy if he came back and that's what had happened to his character, but I, I, I'm glad that didn't happen because it would have been a difficult situation to deal with. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, if you miss out and something was meant to happen, I, I don't know. Yeah, let's not get into that because it didn't happen. But so (laughs) the paladin, interestingly enough, though, and the priest were the ones who refused to hand him over. They were the two that were next to the death knight when he came out. And the death knight actually taunted them for that he was surprised that a priest of Morbos Morbos and a paladin would side with a warlock. And I I don't want to get too much into the warlock's backstory because it's not common knowledge to all the players in our group. And I know a lot of them listen to this, but it was kind of interesting, it is kind of interesting that the paladin priest defended. So anyway, the fight goes on, and you guys actually did pretty well. You were surviving, you were keeping the zombies off. The Death Knight was starting to wear you guys down, but it wasn't anything, I didn't think anyone, writer was in a little bit of danger, but it wasn't anything critical happening. It was, it looked like everything was going to be okay, and I, as a DM, thought, okay, this is going pretty well, they're doing well, they're going to get out of here. I-
2: Yeah, and I believe our cleric hadn't really used any of his spells Mm -hmm. yet, so we had a good bunch of healing to go through still.
1: Yeah, you had a lot at your disposal, and everything seemed to be going fine. And I let it go on for quite a while, just because I did not feel that the first group did very well, and I wanted to make the group kind of toughen out. So what had happened was the gate had opened up, and... Before this, had, mind you, before this had happened, the zombies started to attack the area where the gate was at and were doing damage to it. So several of the players were trying to clear them off the gate. And the gate opened up. So the priest goes first. The priest uh, casts... I don't think... I don't remember if he... He did cast something, or maybe he just maintained his aura that he had up. But he stepped through the gate and was gone. And in the second person to go was the... Monk, I believe. Same thing, mm-hmm. he stepped through the gate. And I don't remember. I think, I don't remember if Ryder or Gunslinger got to go first or if it was Rufus's turn next. Ryder may hey, have left as well. I can't.
2: It start. was it was Rufus's turn because okay. uh, my character went after Ryder.
1: Okay that's, okay, that's right. So it was Rufus's turn and Rufus killed a couple zombies and he made the decision to wait. And as soon as he did that, I thought this could be, I, things started to change in my head because I knew what this could possibly mean because essentially all the other zombies and the death Knight were going to get to go again. And in my head, I was thinking, I was like, we'll see who stays. Is anyone going to stay with him? Cause, and it would have been a huge gamble in my head if anyone did. Cause I'm like, anyone who stays with him has just as likely of a chance to die as he does and I knew it was a mistake, but just where we're at in the campaign, it was his decision to stay, and I didn't feel the need to, you know, do you, are you sure? I guess I could have asked, are you sure you want to do that? I, I chose not to, because, I mean, I don't think it wasn't something really outlandish. He chose to stay, and I think he knew what he was doing, and he thought he was going to let everybody else get through in whole, very, a very paladin thing to do, I will say. Mm-hmm. So he did that, and writer was up next writer who was looking really rough pretty rough went through the gate expect that and i was getting a little worried at this point because i was like well now everyone's pretty much gone and you were playing desco and you were in the death knight's face and you used a spell that that you used your force breath mm-hmm. and the the death knight actually fell back and was knocked prone and i actually thought that might save Rufus's life. I was like, okay, I think this might buy Rufus what he needs to get out. And you went through the gate. And Darius, who was our warlock, I was playing here at that point. And if you know Darius, there's no way he would have stuck around for this. (laughs) So he left as well. So Darius has
2: some attachments to the realm. And I mean, if he had been role-playing that character, there's just, there's no way his character would have spent another millisecond in that realm
1: no definitely not Yeah. so I role played it as I saw fit and then it came the death knight and the zombies turn and the zombies themselves weren't a problem Rufus did take a few hits from them the zombies were extremely weak by the way and the death knight he could not come up and melee attack Rufus and it was good because if he had came up and melee attacked him I think he would have just instantly killed him right then and there So instead he casts hold person and Rufus failed the save. So Rufus is now paralyzed and getting attacked by zombies. And I, like I said, in the moment, as soon as he failed that first save, I'm, I'll be honest. I was kind of concerned. I knew what was very likely going to happen unless he got a really good roll.
2: Yeah. This is about the time I muted my mic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you, you kind of had told me, you, you and I have talked about it a little bit afterward, and you weren't very happy about the situation. And so I actually, and I, I was kind of torn up about it, too, because as it happened, this is when I realized I think I was, this was going to be it. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't, the role was passable, but it was going to be, a, I mean, he was going to have to roll well for it, and he didn't, and he... So it was his turn again. He got a chance to roll, failed to save. Zombies attacking him. I mean, he's surrounded by zombies at this point and is just getting hammered by them. Then he takes a hit from the Death Knight. Um, I, I guess we will go behind the scenes a little bit. I actually did give him a couple extra chances. The Death Knight could have used his, I think there's like a, the equivalent of a smite from a paladin that would have done some serious damage. And I did choose not to use that and it was this thing. i believe he had three chances overall and i i i will say I, i'll be honest i did fudge and give him more chances than he probably could have had cuz i i i wanted to give him a chance to do it but he uh he failed and as he failed the third save i knew what it meant and the, the zombies ended up eating him and he is now dead and trapped in the realm of devora it's <laughs> it was very It felt very odd. I mean, it felt as if someone I knew had died. And I guess I did know Rufus. He did die. And it it hurt. It really hurt.
2: Yeah, I I was upset. The second his turn ended and he didn't go through, just myself looking at the turn order and knowing whose turns were coming up next, I was like, okay, we're all going to get a turn before the baddies go again. And it really plays with me because, as last player, I, I'm not going to really put anything on Darius. I think it was fine with what his character did. I think it ties in. I and he he was it here, like like we said. So I, nothing really. I you can't really pin it against him. But so as myself as being the last player character that was present to jump through the gate leaving him there alone, I just, I got really angry. And I had, it, and it wasn't like, you know, writer's turn was really quick, Writer's turn was up next, and he basically disengaged and got out of there. And so, boom, it was my turn. I really didn't have time to think about, am I gonna stay or am I gonna go? And I honestly feel if I had stayed, I we both would have ended up dead or Desko would have ended up dead and maybe i should have made that stand i i don't know <laughs> i put i did put a lot of work into my characters in the moment though desco seeing that rufus was right next to the gate and just probably a little angry and frustrated that he didn't leave when he had that opportunity so as a play from a player's perspective i was just upset of, of the whole situation because it almost put me in a situation where it was I almost had to sacrifice my character in order to save his. And I just, I didn't know if the sacrifice was worth it. Maybe it was. I don't know.
1: Can I? And I would like to chime in with a little something in that from a realistic standpoint is you and Rufus at one point did have a very good relationship. But the characters had had a little issue with Rufus basically (laughs) stealing from him. And I'm not saying that factored into your decision, but from a outside perspective in it, it's like, well, you know, this guy, and I'm, maybe that's a harsh thing to bring up in the moment, because I know you were upset as Desco, but I guess even looking at it from an in-game perspective, it's like, well, he did kind of betray his trust, and I know that in the moment maybe didn't, it probably didn't even cross your mind, but.
2: No, not really. I was, It was more of just being upset that a player had died, and even with him kind of going into Desco's room and stealing the piano from him, even though he was trying to justify it with, oh, you know, this is group loot, not his mm-hmm. loot. So, the point being, there out of everybody, he was probably one of the closer individuals to Desco, mm-hmm. and I, I just, you hate to see characters die and. The second he didn't leave on his turn, I just got a sinking feeling. Just, I don't know how he's getting out.
1: <laughs> well, and you, it would have been tough if you had stayed there. Cause it's very likely what could have ended up happening is he could have used the hold player on either one of you. And then it would have been like, how long can the two of you hold out before someone goes de- it, it, like, one person would be trying to free themselves from this paralyzed thing. I'm not, I don't know if the rules specify if another, well, I guess they are just paralyzed. So I guess in theory, you could have like picked him up if it had been him. But I, I don't know. Like I said, we would have had to decide that in a moment. But you never know what could have happened if you'd stuck around because, I mean, you, you weren't looking too bad, but you had taken a little bit of damage too. And I mean, if he came up with his triple attack and got a crit in there, I mean, that could have changed things real fast.
2: Well, and I am playing a barbarian, and my, his wisdom isn't that bad, but it's not outstanding mm-hmm. either. I, I don't have a bonus to wisdom saving throws, so I'm going to be at just, you know, I've got to roll really high to make that DC save against that, that hold person. And I just, I could have gotten stuck there with hold person, and he could have jumped through, and then it's like, well, I'm screwed.
1: Yeah. So I I don't, I don't think you can be at fault any more than anybody else who went through the portal. I mean, I I think, like I said, I don't think you more than anybody else could be at fault for going through the portal. I think everyone, he should have went through and he, he actually made that comment as he was failing the saves. He's like, I should have went through when I had the chance. And in my head, of course, you should have. And it was, it was tough because Rufus was actually, this campaign was a little odd. It started as an in-person campaign. And kind of a lot of the players decided not to continue. And Rufus was one of the original players in that in-person campaign, along with my brother, Ryder. So it was a tough, it was a really tough loss. He had been there from the beginning. And and I will also say that Rufus was this particular player's first D&D character. So I, I know it was a really hard loss for him. It was a tough decision. Yeah. And it was what was really awkward was afterward. I just I it, there was a lot of silence afterward, and I didn't really know what to say. I gave a short description of what had happened and a little eulogy for him. It wasn't as thought out of what I gave earlier because I kind of had to give it on the spot. But uh, one player, I asked if anybody else wanted to say anything, and someone else. It was a very paladin thing to do to stay behind and defend everybody and let everybody else get through. I just, I know why he did it. I'm sure in hindsight, he's thinking I should have just jumped through, but.
2: Yeah, I was listening in, but I had turned my mic off. I was just kind of screaming at the screen going, why didn't you walk through? Why didn't you walk through? <laughs> I was so upset. It was just like, oh, I could have been avoided. And I'm sitting there trying to think, was there anything else I could have done? And then it's like, you were we were kind of talking and you were like, like, well, if you looked at a death knight, I mean, I still had a plethora of dangerous spells at my disposal, like you mentioned, there was the smite, and death knights also have some other crazy, powerful spells mm-hmm. plus there there 's no way my character would be able to last <laughs> that long face to face with him, plus all the zombies surrounding him it just there was nothing i <sighs> looking on i just don't know what else i could have done
1: yeah and i guess let's get into the next little segment i know we can sit here and well, I, I i'm sad about it and he I will be happy but yeah he will be missed and that gets us into the next part is when is it okay to have a player die i think there are a lot of differing opinions on this and i have you and I have talked about it. And I I wouldn't say we completely disagree, but you and I do have different opin have had different d- opinions on it. And I've talked to a lot of other DMs and have gotten opinions and just some. Ge- there are some general rules that I think a lot of people follow. I I, I want to bring a couple up that someone had said. One guy that I had asked said he always thinks there should be a warning before there's a segment that is going to have the death as a possibility. I. I kind of agree with that the only thing I would add to it is I think you could do it as a segment if you get past a certain point in the campaign I think it would be fair to say like hey you know we're packed the the training wheels are off here death is going to be on you know on the line I don't think necessarily every session you have to say someone might die tonight I I, I think that a general (laughs) warning when you're getting to that part in the campaign I think is fair and and that one I don't a hundred percent agree with because if in session like zero you're talking about depending on the campaign you're running it's just assumed that yeah it's a possibility you're going to die so
2: yeah and i think uh, just to kind of rewind here we're when we're talking about player characters dying we're talking permadeath Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just quick description of that it's a mechanic in both tabletop games and video games in which a player character is considered completely dead with no save mechanic or a way to return to a previous save, uh, or a way to prevent the death from happening, be resurrected from a situation in which the character perishes, so just your character's dead, there's no getting it back end of story. And I think that goes well into what you were saying with you know, when is it okay, and i if you're if it's an experienced group. I would probably say at the beginning of the session, hey, death is on the table. There's no plot armor for any of you. I don't know that if it's a bunch of new people who are new to tabletops, I might give little hints and warnings. And I think I've been f- fair. Oh, you have, yeah. <laughs> probably more than fair in our campaign. But if we were to run another game with the same people i would probably state that at the beginning but i wouldn't you know if there was a particular nasty session coming up i wouldn't be like you better be prepared because someone could die i i just think that kind of takes away from Mm -mm. the surprise factor of it for the players where all of a sudden everybody's feeling good and then boom all of a sudden it's real And it's like, oh, shit, we've stepped into it. I wish I would have done so much more before this moment.
1: And I want to give you another one someone had said, and I have mixed feelings about this one, and it probably depends a little on the campaign. One particular DM had said, if a player is going to die, it should further the story. It shouldn't just be at random. Do you agree or disagree?
2: I agree. And I guess... I would agree in the sense that I don't really attempt or try to plan a player's death. I put the challenges out there. I look at parties, total HP. I look at how much damage they can output. And I try to put something challenging before then. But I never go in like trying to plan that out.
1: And speaking of that, this was supposed to be, this was actually our Halloween kind of special episode that we were doing for the players. I, this was not, when I created this, it was supposed, it wasn't really, death was on the line, and I had stated that at the beginning, that if someone died, as long as they got through the portal, it'd be fine, I never expected someone to die in this, like, it it hit me out of nowhere, and I, it's the same thing as you, I would never plan for a character to try to kill a character, I think that's, that's bad, I will say that, I think that's bad DMing, trying to kill players, <laughs> if you're going into sessions, like, how can I kill them, well, yeah, that's easy, just kill them i mean you're the dm you can kill you can throw something at them. If they there's just no you know shoot some yeah uh, a tree falls and breaks or you know i there you can kill <laughs> them if you want to you shouldn't be you're trying to make sure it has a good time but the death does have to be there
2: yeah something we have talked to our players about when they've complained like look if we wanted to kill you we'd kill you like that, that's not the problem it's putting a challenge before you and finding ways you know other than brute force every single time to get out of it yeah so i think we had talked yeah about it being more about bad roles and bad decisions a mix of those elements coming together to create the player death which in the death that we just had i could honestly say that is a perfect example there was a bad decision And then there was lots of bad rolls, unfortunately. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and as a DM, I had to sit there and kind of decide as well. I mean, I could just, am I going to have the Death Knight sit there and taunt him? You know, oh, the zombies missed again, the Death Knight half, you know, you could give him a 100 rolls and inevitably he would pass one. How much of leeway do you give and how much fudgery do you give there? I did make... I, I did give him a little more fudge room. There was a couple, and this, there was a lot of things that factored into this decision. And I don't want to get into all of them, but as it, the main thing was it, it fit the rules that we had set forth is there was a bad decision followed by bad rules. And to be honest, there was also a few other things that would have given the player another chance that he had forgotten about. Um, there was some items that he had that would have allowed him to get an extra roll or two in there. I that's also why I chose to kind of fudge a couple rolls by the Death Knight because I kind of wanted to give him that chance himself. I guess I could have just reminded him he had the item, but uh, in a moment it's kind of it's easy to sit here in hindsight and be like, well, I could have just let it tell him he had the item. But it, it had the same thing; he got an extra chance to roll at it, but. I think I don't think anyone. I haven't talked to the other players in the group. I've talked to one other one besides you, and I would like to think most of them would think it was a fair death. I don't think anyone would look at it and say it was unfair.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Definitely, definitely not an unfair death. And again, you know, I I think he took it well. He did. And you know, admitting as a player. And it's tough to do admitting to as a player, like, yeah, I should have done this. This is where my mistake was, shows a lot of growth and maturity. And you, I mean, honestly, you want those players at your table.
1: Uh, Yeah. And that's why, and this particular player and I, we, we've all been friends for a long time. We actually went to junior high and high school together. So we've known him for a long time and he is a really good guy and he did take it and, he made the comment I, I should have left when i had the chance and i'm i i have messaged him about it afterward that night. i kind of was like i'm sorry the session had to end that way and I, I i did i did hated to really apologize because it was what it was it's not like i i mean on the dm but i didn't make a decision like i'm gonna kill rufus tonight but i kind of said I, I was more i'm just sorry that it happened to go that way and when he responded he goes yeah the the roles just don't always go your way and it's true. That is, I mean, we've talked about that before. The dice speak, and they, his roles just wasn't able to make the roles he needed to. So, it, it, I am really torn up about it. It, it. it, it, I, we and I had a long discussion about it afterward, and it just, it, it, it did. It's, it's, it's rough. It really affected me as a DM. It just was, it's just something unexpected that happened. I just I never would have thought someone was going to die, but the situation arose and it happened.
2: Yeah, and I think that's just a sign of the game working the way it should. Uh, Just this segment, kind of just, when is it okay to let a player die? Obviously, in any game, I'd say you, you don't want your players to have plot armor or feel as though they have plot armor. And you want it to happen naturally. You want it to be like, I made a bad decision. I shouldn't have gone through that door. I should have you know, left a turn earlier, you know, I forgot this special item I had that would have allowed me to forego, and it happens. I've done it in this campaign uh, just a couple sessions ago where I had forgotten my life well tattoo and, you know, someone had to use a potion to get me up and it's like, oh, I would have had that. Luckily it wasn't a big deal, but it does happen. So it's not like, definitely not sitting here and saying I'm perfect, It, it happens.
1: Well, I think you had made that comment to me one time in a campaign you were playing in. Didn't you hold back using, you didn't forget about it, but you held back using Action Surge to save it Mm -hmm. and someone ended up dying.
0: Yeah.
2: So you just, you've got to make the decisions. And I think that's the fun thing about this game is you can't sit there and take, you know, forever to figure out what you're doing in your turn to do the perfect thing. And I think that's... You can role play that into your characters, not being perfect, not remembering everything in the moment. And I think that helps kind of fill those gaps of a crisis situation where people are just going to be going on instinct and, you know, just gut reactions. What What's next? <laughs> and you roll with it and that's what you end up with. I do know and I've heard of other DMs allowing a player to make intelligence checks like, oh yeah, you roll, it pops in your head for a moment that you've got an item and the item lets you re-roll any roll. And I've seen that done before to kind of help aid the player in helping them remember what their character has at their disposal. But that's hard too, because as a DM you're juggling so much, you're not always going to be able to be on top of especially once you get further and further into the game you're not like you're not going to know what everybody has at every single moment yeah. in your head ready to be like oh by the way
1: well and one thing with some of my decision with this is obvious and i don't know once i had made the decision to use hold person on him it was kind of out of my hands at that point but i kind of thought the integrity of the game maybe I'm making it sound a little more extreme. The integrity of my game seemed to be on the line because I think all the other players could sit there and realize that a bad decision had been made. And if I let him weasel his way out of this, how do I let anyone die when they make a bad decision? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because it was a bad decision. I think everyone, and he realized it too. But if I let him fudge his way out of it, how can I kill anyone? The next time when I kill someone, they're going to say, well, you let... Rufus off the hook. Why did I not get a second chance? And it just it, I I I felt it was necessary for the integrity and I I also told him this afterward is I I sat there looking at the death knight spells and the whole person. If I was that if I was playing the death knight to his character, why would he let Rufus walk out when he had a whole person? It would make no sense at all.
2: Yeah. And so, so, you yeah. you have to keep that integrity as a DM. Otherwise, players are going to be like, oh, I can get out of pretty much anything.
1: Well, and that's what I kind of would have worried about. And trust me, I, I really, we're going to get into this a little bit later, a little more. I really didn't want to kill Rufus because I actually, he had some very important story stuff coming up, but it 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 hurt me a lot to kill him. I'll put it that way. And a lot of time of story stuff that was written up was, is now gone, so it hurt. Yeah, for and, I, and I, I'm sad for the character, not just because of my stuff. But.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's a good point. Is it's not something that just hurts the player, and I think everybody at the table feels it when it does happen, and you realize this is permanent. But you think of as a DM like all the story ties in you had, and if you've done it well you do sit there and go, well, what is going to be the result of this character dying now? Like what's going to unfold because of all of that. And I think that's the point you were getting to earlier. Death having a point that be there being meaning and movement behind the death, whether they want their character, their next character to be part of that or completely different. It can open those doors
1: And this is going to affect the story in a large way. Because the group had already met, like, now they realize his soul is trapped there. And I think the group does want to go and try to get that out of there. The problem is that you guys fought the Death Knight. You're not capable of beating him, even if you were to go right back there and fight him. I I mean, you wouldn't have a chance. So the group could go save and free his soul. But it's just, it's not going to be something that happens next session. It's going to be toward the end of the campaign.
2: Yeah, we're talking about realm invading a realm of the divines. We're talking about something divine soldiers, you know, are built to go do when they need to stop another realm from kind of pushing out too far. So you're talking like a couple level 8 characters being able to go into this realm and you know, save a soul that's been trapped somewhere it doesn't belong. It it's just not in the cards, unfortunately. Maybe maybe down the road there's a pathway that leads to that, but not
1: not at not at level eight. So to go into the, kind of the next segment, we're talking about when the, it's okay for a character to die. But on the flip side of that, we have bad character deaths, and with that, we'll get into
0: tabletop tales of toxicity and terror. We're
1: (laughs) going to let you get into the story this time, so you have a good one, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, mine is more of a scenario, and I'm going to read it out, and we can discuss it and see, kind of get our thoughts on it. So this player's character died in a fair way that they accepted and were still willing and wanting to continue playing in the campaign and they're a good player. They're a player who put a lot of work and time into their character with an original backstory. They were at every session, on time, brought snacks to share, just an all-around good player. The DM of their group brings in uh, his replacement character two levels lower than the other characters with no gear. And by no gear, I mean magical gear. I'm assuming this was further on mid-to-late campaign. Uh, he was put in a situation... He was put in a situation below another player who misses 50% of the sessions. <laughs> he was also forced to roll a new character on the spot and was not given time to build out his new character or backstory huh. or have any tie-ins.
1: I don't like that. <laughs> Already, yeah
2: and when and so this is the the basis of this scenario and obviously this character this player wasn't happy and being you know he put all this time and dedication in and then you know two levels lower and was given no gear not even a single item and then was told to create a new character on the spot now, some people may be able to do that. You may have a boom, up backup ready to go. I think this brings up a really good question. Do you penalize your player for death?
1: I think you have to be very careful with that because I would be a little irritated if I had a character death and I was—I would be a little upset if I was penalized too harshly for it because it does happen. And I, I think if you're going to sit here and penalize someone for it, then it's going to it's just going to make it all it, it's already bad enough to have a character die without really punishing them. I've kind of been deciding what I'm going to do for Rufus. I I probably actually will start them at a little lower level, but they will assuming they're there playing, they will catch up to everybody else. And I'm actually doing the the lower level that has more to do with just a lot of the players in our game aren't overly, overly experienced, so when they're playing a new, cl- if you wanted to play a paladin, I probably would put him back up, but it, it, ha- it actually more has to do with him just learning the class a little bit better, because I think sometimes when you put, if I just were to stick him at level eight, it could be a little overwhelming, so I might start him at level five, but have him kind of catch up quickly, that's, I think, how I will do that. And I probably will give him a magical item or two. It doesn't have... I, I don't know what it's going to be. But I don't want him to feel like he got... Now that Rupus is gone, there's just nothing. It was just that was all nothing and you have nothing to show for it. So I I won't really penalize him. Like I said, I may start him a little lower level. But it, that actually has more to do with just him learning a, the character and getting used to playing a new a, a different class.
2: Yeah. i I would have to agree with the majority of what you've said. I do believe losing a character is enough, especially if you're talking about a player who's put a lot of time into their work. Uh, you've that that's punishment. <laughs> As someone who does that, someone any character I build has a lot of work put into them, so losing them is going to hurt. That being said, I, I'm also annoyed that this DM forced them to build out a new character on the spot. I know some players might not have a problem with that. They'd be like, oh, whatever. But as a person who likes to have a connection to the story, likes to build out and have some sort of connection, have something behind the character, I would have just told them you're more than welcome to finish out the session and, you know, We'll discuss your new character and you'll have at least until we play again to get your character built.
1: Well, and I don't know why you wouldn't want them to build out a story because it just, why wouldn't, I don't understand why you would rush them to make a character. I I don't get that at all. It doesn't, it it doesn't, I don't think it holds any benefit to the DM to have them do that. It's only going to make them not be as interested in the new character and it, it, I don't know. I just I, I don't understand. I don't really understand that. But I know with a lot of these stories, it's like it just seems like it doesn't make sense. Of course, it's easy for seeing it from an outside perspective too. But
2: yeah, and I think this brings up kind of a debate. Do you make every, do you punish them by making them play a lower level character? And you kind of touched on this a little bit but do you punish them in making them an experienced player? I would say it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal or so do you punish them by making them lower level or do you say, I'm not going to make things difficult on myself as DM. I'd rather have the balanced party instead of having them lower level as part of that penalty.
1: And that's why I said, I I definitely think it's, if it's an experienced player who knows the classes very well, I, I would say you would just make them the same level. I, the death is is harsh enough. I That's my personal opinion. And I'm sure there are exceptions to this. Like I said, in my case with Rufus, the player who plays him, I I would do want to start him a little lower level if it's something he's not familiar with, just to give him a chance to kind of get used to the character. But uh, within a couple of sessions, I'll probably have him caught up, and I'll make sure everyone understands that that's just how I'm going to be doing things. So,
2: Well, and that communication is important. I think that is huge when you're talking about a tabletop game where you're in a very intimate situation with a lot of other people. It's just making sure there's... Con- conversation and communication about everything that's happening. But what do you feel about the situation where he was really kind of penalized more so than a player who's not there most, the majority of the time?
1: (laughs) That that seems odd to me too, because I don't know why you would penalize the people... (laughs) The only thing I could think is if the DM had something against this guy personally, because from what the story sounds like is this is like the kind of player you want at your table. Why would you do something that's going to possibly make them not want to play? If they're the ones providing the role play, showing up on time, being a good player, I just, I don't know why you would want to take a chance of having them leave. It just doesn't, and nothing, I mean, some people can't be there all the time. I do get that, but it's. Also, it's like, why are we putting it behind this? I don't know. That just seems odd to me.
2: Well, and I know we've kind of had our own discussions about people not being able to be present at every session because, you know, life. Life happens. That's perfectly fine. Going to fault nobody for having plans and living their life. But at the same time, we want to make it fair for those that are dedicating that time to showing up every time and putting in the work to role play. And so I know we've had several discussions of, you know, how do we make those that are putting in the time feel like they're being rewarded for that effort?
1: Cause it's not really about penalizing the people who aren't there. It's more about rewarding people who are, it, it, cause uh, life happens. We definitely get that. And that's why he said, it's not, if he had made this guy at least the same level as that guy, I don't, I don't know. And maybe that person would have had a little bit of an issue, but he shouldn't have. Because if he's missed half the sessions, why would you think a guy who's been there every time would at least be the same level as you? But
2: it, Yeah, exactly. And I guess this leads into a really good question every player has to ask themselves after a character death is, can I still have fun in the campaign? Mm-hmm. And it seems like this player was willing to come back, but I I don't know in this situation. I don't know that I'd be having a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I it would really if I had died in your campaign and you did that, it would I trust you enough that I would probably have understood it, but I, I probably would have brought it up to you in private and just been like this is I I would have brought up the issue with you and if you had said, "Oh, there's a reason why and it'll be okay." I would I would have probably rolled with it cuz I I trust you, but in this situation it's like and maybe they did have a conversation about it later and it ended up being okay but it just seems odd at the moment to i i would be very unhappy myself because i would just feel like i was permanently weaker than everybody else and you know me i like to be a min maxer so it would just it would kill me
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i also heard another story where a player was being penalized after a death and they basically whined and whined and whined until the DM just gave them what they wanted so some people were just saying just cry about it till you get what you want I don't know that I buy into that but
1: <laughs> yeah I mean as the DM you probably I don't know depends on what it exactly was I guess you could go that route but it does. character death does pose a pose a problem for the dm too there that can cause some issues as well
2: yeah and i guess that leads right into our next topic uh, problems with character death uh, the all the different issues that can arise from just the topic of it
1: you mind if i start real quick because we kind of touched on this earlier is that actually happened to me with rufus's death it, i he he had a huge arc coming in the second half. I mean, a lot of stuff. It, it, there was some really big stuff that actually had been leading up to it that had happened in the first half. And it, I'm really having to revamp stuff now because of that, there was all kinds of stuff he was going to be doing. And it's, I know he's going to be sad when he hears this. It's like, there was a lot, he, he probably had more stuff planned in the second half than anybody else, because a, a lot of the other players had kind of some of their stuff in the first half. And, his was there was a big lead up for him, so it is a tough loss for me that he died. It really was, and it messed up my events. It really did. Yeah, it'll teach me. will teach me a lesson to not plan so far out. But
2: <laughs> well, and then you have the drama. You never know how a player is going to react.
1: Yeah, and I. I will say he has taken it very, very well. I haven't got a chance to talk to him in person yet. I was trying to give him a couple of days to get his thoughts. I have texted it back and forth a little bit. I don't think he's too upset with me. He, I, I say he has handled it very, very well. He's handled it a lot better than I probably would have.
0: Which
2: is always good. That's a little relieving uh, as a DM side. And I guess that's for, for the players out there. If you have a good DM, they're feeling the death just as much as you are and not just in, oh, this is going to ruin my campaign. I mean, that's definitely part of it. It definitely throws a wrench at things, but they also feel it like DMs are not out. Most good DMs, I'm going to caveat that with good (laughs) DMs, are not out there like. Just yes,
0: I killed him,
1: ha <laughs> ha. Well, I felt it on a lot of different him. levels. I mean, because this particular player is a really good friend of mine. This was one of the first players in my campaign. It it, it really hurt in many ways, and I it, it I know it hurt him to lose the character, and that's why it, it hurt me to do it. And I it just I'm <laughs> it, it. Real, I said as as those deaths, the last death save came down. I think my I don't know how my voice sounded to you guys, but I. I just it, it felt terrible <laughs> it felt terrible to have to describe what happened I think I I don't know I I hope I did well with his eulogy but I was gonna try to sing it in my a dwarvish song but I just I didn't have the I, I'm not a songwriter so I even for dwarvish song maybe later we'll come up with a battle hymn or something
2: it was nice I think I think he'll enjoy that I know I
1: would <laughs> Well, sometimes. Uh, well, do you have anything else wanted to add on that? I know that was the messing up of events. Is there anything else you want to? Problems with character death. No,
2: I think that leads us well <laughs> into our next <laughs> next thing. Is how do we deal with the upset, angry players? Uh, what? And I guess this is just going to be more our take, our opinion. How we, oh, yeah. we would approach the situation. Obviously, every DM is going to have their own. Kind of thoughts and feelings on it so this is by no means like this you must follow
0: this is just oh yeah yeah
2: kind of what we do to what we would do in that situation to help soothe them and encourage them that you know hey let's build a new character let's get excited for first continuing this journey
1: well and i think one thing to add, and we've stated this before i think if the death is somewhat fair i do think that helps a little bit when you're dealing with it. Because if the death, death was unfair, then you're tr- stuck trying to explain something. It's like, well, I just... How do you explain something if it wasn't fair? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: That would be...
1: <laughs> I That
2: feels to me that it would be very obvious.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: if I was in a situation where someone had gotten really angry... I think the only thing you could really do is give them space. Maybe you call that session early if they're getting really upset. I know one of the players I have has a tendency to get pretty upset and I have a feeling if if his character had died, I I might have to be dealing with this because it, it does get really real. People get attached to their characters, especially if they put a lot of hard work into them. It can be difficult to sit there and be excited about a new character. I think once you start DMing, it breaks that hold you have on your character a little bit. I don't know. Do you feel that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I think I would. You, I think it was you who said this to me one time. You would, ex- I think it was you. You were talking about. I was like, every character has a journey, and sometimes that journey comes to an end, and it can be heroic, and you, you, you at least hope it's a good ending. I think, and I think this was a good ending for Rufus. He, he died trying to get everybody else through and holding the ground. It just, I, I don't know if he thought the the whole the Death Knight getting to go before him all the way through when he was thinking about that. And he didn't really know what the Death Knight had at his disposal, unfortunately. I think he thought he could take a hit and then go through. But yeah, I, I do spells. think what is, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the but like, I think you said that is every character has a journey and when one ends there's a chance for a new start.
2: Definitely. And that is a really good way of looking at it. I still feel that
1: And like you said, getting them excited about a new character is, and I do intend to talk to the, I don't like, we don't like to use their real names even though it's just a first name, but it's, I do intend to talk to him about his new character. I I just wanted to give him some time to kind of process it. And then uh, we are taking a break for, from our campaign for the season over the holidays, people tend to get busy. So I thought it would be good to just give him a little bit of space and, and then I'll try to talk to him when he's kind of over it and we'll come up with a really cool character and, I think when he gets excited about that, it helps you to kind of okay, you know, the other character had a really nice run, and he has a good story, and we'll move on.
2: Yeah, and I think that is what you do—you give, you give them space. And your eulogy was really nice. I think doing something like that, having something in game play out where maybe each of the characters say something in response to losing somebody. Uh, like we said in this scenario in your campaign there's really nothing we can do about it at the moment we're we're just not strong enough to storm the realm of a dark divinity and <laughs> save a soul from it it's just not in the cards
1: there is one thing i wish you had said this to me afterward and i i do agree with this and i wish i had i wish i had thought of it in the moment mm-hmm. but i just the situation was It was weird. I don't say weird. It was hard for me because I just... It was the first time I had dealt with this. So I wish you had let me give him a chance to kind of, if he wanted to say a last word or have a last action before he expired, I I wish I had given him that little moment. I I don't think he minded my ending too much, but I I, I wish I had given him a a chance to do kind of like a last I don't know, Mm -hmm. say something or spit in the face of the Death Knight or whatever he chose to do.
2: Yeah, and I actually picked that tip up from Matthew Mercer from Critical Role, obviously a talented voice actor and has quite a library of work that he's done. But he does have a YouTube video out uh, called GM Tips with Matt Mercer. This one's called Player Character Deaths. And you can see this in the second Critical Role campaign where he does give one of the characters who dies kind of that to describe what his character does in his dying moments and that can help transition the player it gives them the sense it gives them a feeling of power over their death that they have some control they have some say in how they're going out that can be really empowering and helpful uh, as they start looking forward to do i want to continue playing in this campaign was i having fun Or am I done? And that's where you can start getting them excited about different possibilities. Maybe their next character was somehow related to the character that had died, or maybe it's something completely new and fun and interesting that they can explore. And that's that's really what you want to try to get them focused on is looking ahead and maybe in game having something. Having the other character player characters and maybe characters that were close to that one uh have something have a service
0: mm-hmm. that
2: where they honor the passing and maybe some of us make a vow to one day you know return and save him from that fate
1: and I did decide to end the session right after that because the group was there was definitely. a a silence of just there. You could definitely tell the session needed to end. It it was just, I was not getting much feedback from anybody. I think everyone was kind of shocked. I I just, I think everyone was kind of in shock. So I did decide to end the session and it's too bad. We're going to have a big break. I do want to, you mind if I tack one little thing on this is I don't think you should ever let a player bully you into letting their character come back to life because I think that will (laughs) open the door into a lot of problems. You'll never be able to kill anybody in your campaign if you do that. And I, I, one little thing, too, is after this had happened in my head, I was like, there was a brief time. I was like, well, I could figure out some way to let the group save him. But I was like, I think that cheapens the death. It, I think it ruins it. I think it makes it cheap if you don't... I, I think it. the death was what it was. It needs to stand. And it, 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 it would cheapen it, <laughs> if, it if you... <laughs> it would cheapen his sacrifice if you gave him... Didn't let it just be.
2: Yeah, and we're in the midst of transferring everything to a new system, our system actually. And (laughs) it's going to be better, but I think it makes things a little more balanced where you can't just resurrect someone, especially in the situation he is in. And you can't just pop out the wish spell because how our realms work is you're talking about a wish spell the wish spell might be answered but it would have to be answered by a divine that had the resources and was willing enough to invade another divine's realm and basically go to war and for one soul
1: which is probably not going to be likely to happen unless it's somebody that's there would have to be a really good reason behind that our i want to say one little quick thing about our system it it will be a little harder for the characters to be killed, but the death will be a lot more serious. Like resurrecting them isn't something that just you could do on a whim either. It's possible, but it would cost. Yeah, it, I, I don't want to get into the details, but it would be substantial. And we
2: do. There, there are things we've worked in where the player can basically bow out of the situation, and they might end up with. Just career-ending injury, something major mm-hmm. that puts them out of commission, but they get to live.
1: So or if you still player, want to have them, yeah, in there, yeah. yeah.
2: Or the player can just be like, you know what, I'm I'm going out with my bootlaces strapped. You know, I'm I'm going out the. I the want that epic way, ending, right? yeah, yeah. And you you can choose to have that, which I like a lot more than this because it feels like it's putting that power in the player's hands where they can really decide you know, am I going to be in charge of my fate or am I going to let
1: my fate rest with well, the DM and the dice? Speaking of that, what if you have a character wanting to plan their death? <laughs> if they come to you and want to do that.
2: I don't have a problem with that. It, I think there's a lot of details that need to be worked out with it. I, I don't... I And I maybe maybe I, that's overthinking it. Maybe just the character saying, I want to die and I don't care how you do it, just kill me.
1: (laughs) Well, I think there's two... And you've mentioned a story of this before. There is a player coming to you as a DM and wanting to die. I think you can craft something a little cooler with that as a DM. Mm -hmm. You can maybe give them a little more. But then you also have the flip side where a player in the moment... And I think you had a story, I'll let you kind of tell it, where a player had done that and the group was kind of... The guy obviously just didn't want to play it anymore, the character, but... The death could have maybe been a little different if he had talked to the DM ahead of time about it.
2: Yeah, and that that definitely was not a planned character death, but yeah, he was playing a cleric and we had these magical bombs and I think he had them strapped on him and he activated all of them and basically grappled the big bad and blew himself up and the big bad which resulted in only temporarily disabling them. But yeah, their their character, it was a surprise to all of us that the character did that. It was was very shocking and jarring actually. Like nobody was expecting it. It was just something that the player themselves decided they were going to do. They were going to try to make a sacrifice in the moment to make sure that everybody else survived. And it, in the short term, it paid off. In the long term, we still
1: had some things to deal with, but... Yeah, that's it is. A... He wanted to play the character anymore, so I don't think he was... Obviously, it was his decision, so...
2: Yeah, and well, and I think for the players out there, you can pull that card. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have that power where the DM wouldn't be able to stop you, where you go, basically, I'm going to rush in here and... I'm going to get killed in the process, but I'm making sure I'm taking them down with me is definitely something that'll catch everybody off guard. Definitely caught our DM off
1: guard. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a moment. But if they came to you and wanted to do it, I, you could come up with something kind of cool for that and really kind of craft a story element around it. And I don't know if you get that that often, but I would just say any player, if if, if you're tired of playing a character, if you obviously just want to kind of set them aside for the moment, that's fine. but if you wanted them to die, there's always that <laughs> you could always kind of talk to the DM about it and come with something. If there was I would definitely listen personally if, if it's like, hey, I'd like to have something like this happen, I would definitely be up for that.
2: Well then you look at uh an example of Harrison Ford playing Han solo could end up that way where
1: <laughs> you go to the director
2: and be like, Hey, I want to kill this character off and you know, the director being like, Uh no, we're we're not doing that.
1: Although in Harrison's Ford case, I'm sure they listened to him, because it, it kind of sounded like he didn't really want to <laughs> do well, any more of those movies any, either. Well, from what I heard, he wanted to do it much earlier. <laughs> oh, like they wanted to just, he wanted to die in the beginning of the movie.
2: Yeah, like mm. in the in the original, he wanted his character to die in the original. and
1: Oh, and like the original trilogy, huh? Y- yeah and they they weren't having any of that that. (laughs) yeah i'm kind of glad they didn't do that although there is some eh, we won't get into the (laughs) we we don't need to get lost here at the end but (laughs) we could talk about star wars we just maybe we'll do a star wars episode for star wars day that's what we'll do may the 4th we'll do that week we'll do a star wars episode we can kind of change it up that'll be fun yeah Maybe we talk about the star. If there's a, I know there is a Star Wars tabletop. We can briefly talk about that, and then we'll talk about the movies. So, what about? Ac- well, one more little quick thing. I we accidental character death. <laughs> you accidentally kill a character, which I would say that. What do you think that happens more if the roles just kind of go bad, <laughs> bad for the D- think- good for the DM? I don't know how you want to look at it.
2: I think that usually comes down to a player not thinking about what they're doing. I've had we've had so many. I've had so many close accidental deaths. Where, uh, for example, I think we told this story, but I'll just briefly go over it. When Nithus stood in front of the cannon, holding, holding one of the villains in front of him, that was a moment where I was like, "Okay, if I roll." Luckily, I, the dice rolled really low, but if they had rolled high. That would have been it. <laughs> like that would have, I would have been like, "Well, I was not planning that."
1: Yeah, so I guess you could have it accidental from a character making a really bad decision that results in an instant death. I think you also had a situation, like, I-, I think in non-homebrew 5e, like, casters can have that happen early on pretty easily because if the damage is, like, double your health, you're just instantly dead. I think you had told me a story of a guy getting, like, crushed by a giant, like, <laughs> right out of the gate. It's like, oh, um, you're dead
2: dead. Yeah, Yeah, it was meant to be like a challenge series where we weren't really meant to fight anything there was like a bunch of hill giants and they were throwing boulders and stuff and it was mostly just us like we had to run through this valley and they had basically were like throwing boulders down and i remember our wizard was trying to i don't know what they were trying to do exactly but they had gotten themselves caught in a precarious place and a giant like backhanded him into the side of the mountain and squished him and i i remember that was a time where a player got really upset and to the dm's credit he stayed really firm it got i kind of got uncomfortable because the player got really upset about it Because he was like, because there was like, they can't feed me a potion. You know, they can't, you know, quickly just bring me up. I just went down and the DM was trying to explain to him, you just got squished by a giant. Like you are, you you are a splatter on the side of a mountain. Like, (laughs) and I just remember him being really upset. And he, that was an instance where the player didn't return to the game. And I, I don't think there was any ill will. I just think, you know, when you have a player death like that, You're sometimes you're just not feeling it to come back and play again.
1: And I guess when I was thinking an accidental death from the perspective of a DM killing somebody, I guess maybe it would be where you made a situation a little more difficult to deal with than you originally had expected it to be. And now I think if you have a little experience, the DM, you should be able to tweak that on the fly and keep that from happening. But I think if the death seems unfair, that's where I would guess, you know, you don't want the players to feel like a death was unfair. I, I would feel bad if there was a death that the players were like, well, that wasn't fair. <laughs> it, within reason. I mean, like you said, the guy, I don't think he thought the giant killing him was unfair. But when I hear the story, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like you were doing something you should have been doing and you paid the price for it. But I don't know. Yeah, if you, I,
2: I remember us all staying in a group and he had he was trying to take a different route than the rest of us and ended up on his own and he had gotten a little too close. And I think all of this was theater of the mind at the moment. So I don't know if there was just a miscommunication on where things were, but hmm. yeah, that was a moment where things got really heated. And I kind of understood being upset about it, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know why you just didn't come with the rest of us. But he ne- he never explained what he was trying to do, or at least I don't remember. It was a while ago, so. <laughs> but yeah, um, accidental death, definitely a sour taste. Like, maybe you just, you put something in the game that the players use in a way you weren't expecting. Or one of your <laughs> NPC villains gets their hands on it, and you're like, oh, Oops.
1: Well, and I think in that case, it's okay to give the group a way to like bring the player back. I-, I I think that's where your creativity as a DM has to come in. If you accidentally mess up and do that, I, I think you can get a little creative to either tweak the situation. So it's not <laughs> anything too crazy or, or just give the group, you know, maybe play it into the story. as like, well, this character is captured and now the group has to save him or imprisoned instead of actually killing them. There- there's a couple different options of what you could do with that.
2: Yeah. Buff up those improv skills.
1: Yes. And one last thing is a total party kill.
2: Yeah, something in our Halloween special I was going for. I mean, that was the only way you were going to lose that challenge was
1: if everybody died, but... That would be... As a DM, that's definitely I don't think what you... You definitely wouldn't want that to happen. I would... I mean, not that you want anybody to die, but I would think that would be, like, the worst possible scenario, but... I mean, if the fight's like a big bad and it, that's what happens, that's what happens. I, I, I don't know. The fight is what it is.
2: Yeah. There were a couple instances where I ha- didn't have things scripted to, sometimes if I script a really hard fight, I'll have other mechanics in the fight, other things that the players need to interact with in order to be successful. And it, it's gotten into a couple situations where if <laughs> I was worried that the players weren't going to find it and I'm like, a TPK would be really bad. Cause I, I did say, I have told the group on several occasions, like if your group fails, it's doubly going to hurt because a, I'm going to feel horrible and B it's going to a lot of, Characters that I have are going to have to sacrifice their lives to make sure the world mm-hmm. is not destroyed.
1: Yeah, and I think you can, as a DM, you have to. It, I don't know, they punish yourself? But there has to be a way to rectify that situation, and it should it should be painful. But I and sometimes with a TPK, it could just be really bad rolls too. I mean, if the group's rolling terrible, mm-hmm. if you have a big bad, especially like the last boss or two, or even like a midway point, if the group is just all rolling awful. I mean, that's just what it is. It it could happen in that sense. And I think that would be... I mean, the players might not be happy, but if they just are rolling poorly. Well, I
2: think there was an instance in one of the first major villains that we faced in your campaign down in the lighthouse cellar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where my character had gotten in a predicament and was being offered a lot of things. And (laughs) had I accepted a couple of them, it could have meant really bad things for the group. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Um, There's been several chances. I actually have set that up early on the campaign. There have been opportunities for players to get power in exchange for betraying the group. And
0: uh,
1: (laughs) I don't think anyone has taken it so far because Amadeus was also offered that in that fight. Uh, He could have powered up quite a bit. Rufus had a cursed sword that if he had been wielding that there there was opportunities to power i guess that wasn't really a betrayal to the group it would have been a betrayal to his faith as a paladin but i'm still sad he didn't use that weapon but i should have given a chance to draw it down there (laughs) that could have been interesting but (laughs) yeah he would have still been stuck there but it would have been a a little bit of a different
2: i can say i've never been part of a tbk I do think they're very rare, especially if you have a good DM and a good group. I think it's very rare you find yourself in a situation like that where just everybody's had bad decisions and bad roles Mm -hmm. or the DM has... You know, done something wrong or different on purpose to make sure the group is in a really tough situation. So, definitely, I think it's something more rare. And if it happens in a fair way, I don't know, as a player, what do you do with that? I I just be upset with yourself, be upset, you know, maybe at you know maybe another player did something that put everybody else in a bad situation and then the roles were just bad at some point it's almost like playing golf you can only be mad at yourself like you're you're playing
1: yourself at that point but you should buy the group pizza if that happens it might soften the blow a little bit
2: pizza party Like, hey, we'll come back we'll make new characters we'll make
1: new characters you know buy some beers get some (laughs) good pizza Unless you're playing the Warhammer 40k tabletop and death <laughs> is just always on the table, right? Yeah. In the darkest universe, there's only war.
2: Speaking of 40k, do you think we will ever get a good Warhammer 40k game in our lifetime?
1: I'm still waiting. I, I don't know. There have been some that are like acceptable. I think we've talked about this. The Space Marine one is probably by far the best I've played. That one is good
0: mm-hmm
1: but dawn of war one is pretty good but it's a real-time strategy so i guess it depends on what you want dawn of war one and is good and two is okay and then it goes swiftly downhill from there i'm yeah. sure there's people that would disagree with well, dawn of war one is actually a decent game but they're just never the game there's just it seems like there could be so much more done with that universe as far as games go but they instead choose to like make piddly little <laughs> crappy games
2: yeah. Well, I know there's that big push uh, in the community for a total war 40k game. Mm-hmm. That could be that could be fun. Uh, don't know what you do story wise with that or how you set up the maps, but like having a 40k that's something like Vermintide. I, I know they're coming out with one. Oh, I can't think of the name. Yeah but it, yeah, you, you, you're not playing space marines and i know the argument is the space marines are too overpowered but you know you watch the tabletop games like i i've watched some players do the tabletop 40k games and the space marines seem to get their butts whipped most of the time. So.
0: thank you for listening if you enjoyed that rambling please consider supporting our podcast You can show your support for the Lost Geeks on Facebook and Discord. We anticipate your collective feedback and suggestions. We would like to offer our sincere thanks to Nomad, that's KNO.MAD, for providing his musical talents. You can discover him for yourself right here on Spotify. We hope you return for our next episode, and I do apologize for the cutoffs. If I don't stop them, then no one will. They are lost after all. Till next time, my lost geek.